0: When I was a little girl, my grandmother would start her day at the kitchen table with a cup of coffee. And when I would wake up, I would join her at that table and we would talk, we would laugh, and I would listen and I would learn. Sometimes she would talk to her girlfriends and I would soak it all in. They talked about life, they talked about love, But mostly she talked about being ferociously her, being her authentic self in a world that didn't always accept who she was, how she was, or that she was. But she didn't let that stop her. She made shift happen anyway. My granny's not with us anymore, but that doesn't mean the laughing and the learning has to stop. Join me, ladies and gentlemen, at my kitchen table and let's keep talking
1: shift you're listening to talking shift the podcast with your host marissa Marissa cupane talking shift is a trademarked production of marissa cupane international your source for coaching and consulting when you need a major shift in life or leadership have bag wheel travel (laughs) for more information Visit MarissaQPayne.com.
0: Get you some good
1: friends when you're going through your shift. That's the message here. For now, listen, learn, and laugh with your host, Marissa Q. Payne.
0: Emphasis on at the moment. Hey, family, friends, lurkers. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Talking Shift, the podcast. I am your... Conductor Marissa Cupane, and I, as always, am excited um, to take a deep dive into um, what it takes to make shift happen in your life. I have an amazing guest with me in the studio today, personal development coach, Natasha Mayo. Listen, I know there are a lot of coaches in the world. I am one of those coaches, but when I tell you this woman here, you will grow exponentially under her influence. I don't, I, I don't say that lightly. I, people are transformed through my coaching gift. This woman right here <laughs> is uh, the gift in her is uh, also uh, transformational. She is a wellness guru. Um, she has done her work. She does her work a- at a level that, um, consistently blows my mind. She is uh, a personal accountability coach for me. She keeps me on my toes. She keeps me honest and, um, she, I'll let her, you know, you'll learn about her story and some of the powerful shifts she has made in her own personal wellness, fitness, health, mental health journey and some of the tools that she has used to do that. Um, I'll let her tell her own story but uh, y'all welcome Natasha Mayo. Hey queen. Hey hey hey. <laughs> Listen I, I'm gonna be honest I, I was scared to have you on the show especially for the topic that we're talking about today because you stay in my business but I love um, I hate it and I love it at the same time because you just make me better all the time. So um, let's just, you know, go on and get into it so the people have as much time with you as humanly possible. So I'll start with the question that I always ask our guests. When you think about um, shifting, and I know that, you know, you go from shift to shift in your life, but when you think about, the biggest shift or the most transformational shift, the one that has made the biggest difference in your life. Um, And I know recently you went through, um, you had a a pretty meaningful loss, um, transition, I should say, uh, in family in your life. But when you think about and reflect on the biggest shift,
2: what comes to mind? Yeah, great question. And I love that question because oftentimes people start from where where you are, where they currently see you, and they have no knowledge about where you've been. Come and on. so the shift that really shifted me, I, you know, I like to say it counterpointed me into the gifts that God has called me to, was almost 20 years ago when I had a come to me moment and I looked myself in the mirror and I said, how did you get here? And that how did you get here was initially the physical,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, the, the, the physical view that I had saw had gained. I was almost 300 pounds at that time, and I was at the highest weight I had ever been. And mm-hmm. in asking myself that, questions, I, that question, I always tell people, if there's a question, there must be an answer. And mm-hmm. so I allowed God to begin to tell me the answer to the question. And the answer to that question is that I have begun to give myself to everything else, the job, climbing the corporate ladder, being a mother, being a friend, being a daughter, being a wife at that time, and I left the rest for myself. And by that time, I was exhausted.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so as I began to shift and putting myself back at first base instead of no base, that's when the shift, that's, I call it the shift within, really began to happen.
0: Wow. Oh, yep. Starting out already because you can look at yourself in the mirror and wonder who that is, you know, and it's like how that's a how did I get here? Like, yeah. I, I don't even know this person. See what what I'm saying? Already in my business, like mind (laughs) your business, Natasha. (laughs) Um, And and you lost. So you were 300. You don't have to, you know, give to people your current weight, but you lost at least 100 pounds. Yes.
2: Yeah, I was 271 pounds. I lost uh, 103 pounds. Wow. Um, No shots, no shakes, no surgery. And I'm intentional about sharing that because you know there are multiple ways there there are multiple ways out of that but mm-hmm. for me my way was natural because of the transformation that was attached to it mm-hmm. um, and so I did that in 13 14 months and as a result mm-hmm. of doing that I lost 103 pounds naturally mm-hmm. but I literally lost millions of pounds I'm sorry uh, externally but I literally lost millions of pounds internally. I lost mm-hmm. 103 pounds externally, but I lost millions of pounds internally. And my life has been the better ever since.
0: Uh Oh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> OK, so 100 pounds through diet and exercise, I'm assuming. Yes. Um, in a year. Mm hmm oh if i could my goal i only need half of that i don't even need (laughs) yeah i only i only need half of that but we're gonna we're gonna stay stay focused marissa stay focused we only need i only need half of that but but so tell me about the million of the other weights because that's heavier than the physical pounds right Yes. Yeah.
2: And that's often what keeps the external weight on is the internal weight. I often tell people that it's never about what you're eating, but what's eating you. Mm -hmm. And when you get to the when you get to the place and the point of what's eating you, the physical weight will release. Mm -hmm. And so it was issues of abandonment. It was issues of betrayal. It was unforgiveness. It was a multitude of things that compiled over the years from my childhood that I literally, God told me, he said, you have some things that you have buried alive that needs its proper burial. He said, there's some things that you need to go And give CPR, you need to resurrect them. And then there are other things that you literally need to give it its proper burial. And so as I was growing, I I say I don't, I didn't go through anything. I grew through the process day by day by day. And so as I was growing through the process, I addressed each thing day by day. And one of those things was abandonment with my dad. God was able to show me how I uh, had set a covenant not just a commitment but he said you have made a covenant with your dad that if he came he came if he didn't he didn't and then you took that covenant on into life and you used that at first it was just with with guys in relationship but then he showed me how I began I also used it in relationships with people that were close to me, that I felt betrayed me and or hurt me, that I was quick to cut them off. I, I actually wore it as a badge of honor. You know, I'm one and done. You get one time to roam me and it's a wrap. Okay. And so as I began to heal those holes for abandonment, then I was able to then begin to really live freely in that place with my dad.
0: So you didn't have a
2: relationship
0: with your dad growing up? On I the had a relationship. Mid-
2: yeah, I had a relationship with him, but it was very strained. It was very, I got to get myself together like Murray Murray. I got to get myself together. <laughs> <laughs> I literally had to prepare myself to be in his presence. And as God began to help me heal through the work, I began to literally look forward to being in his presence because ultimately what I understood was that I was looking for a level of love, of attention from somebody that did not have the capacity to give it to me. And then gracious. also learning his traumas and where he'd come from and how he'd learned love was completely different than what I was expecting. And therefore, he didn't have it to give it to me. And so I allowed him to love me where he was.
0: So you talked about, like, you're right. Like, the kind of baggage that you're talking about is so, so very heavy. And it makes sense that it would be hanging out in your body. Mm-hmm. How, how? 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 Natasha, how on earth? Because you mentioned abandonment. You mentioned, like, five or six things that really take people a lifetime to navigate through, if they get through it at all. Yeah. And you're talking about dealing with all of those things. I, I don't know if therapy, was it therapy? Because uh, therapy is good, but people be in therapy for decades.
2: Yeah, it wasn't therapy. Okay. Um, um, it was God. It was It was my willingness and my want to. And as God began to reveal things to me, I began to obey on demand. Because if I give myself an opportunity to think about it, I'm going to think myself out of it. Mm. And so as God began to reveal those things to me, I began to obey what he said on demand about those things, knowing that the end of it was for my good. Even if it didn't feel good, didn't always feel good. God knows it didn't feel good.
0: Mm. But knowing that the end was for my good. Okay, so... I'm a woman of faith right I'm a God girl and I get it and but I'm not like super super religious and churchy and all of that so for the people that are like oh God here they go with that God stuff you know yeah. um, what like what does that really break it down for me like yeah. what does that mean like you just you 300 pounds and you just like oh God and, he, and yeah. you just it You got to break that down for me. Like, what does that, how do you get there? Like, what does it mean it was God? What does that mean? What does that look like in real everyday life? Talk shift to me.
2: Yeah, I love that because people will get turned off because of their experience with religion. And so what I always lead with is relationship, not religion. So it's the relationship, just like the love of your life, whomever that may be, whether it's your children, whether it's your sister, whether it's a niece, cousin, et cetera the love of your life, you have relationship with. You pour into that relationship Mm. so that it can grow thereby, right? And so the same is so with God. The relationship that I have with God is that I pour into it. I commune with God. Just like I'm talking to you, I have a conversation with God. It is no this, it is no thou, Mm. a lot of different things, whatever I'm feeling in the moment. And so I knew that what I was expecting to come out of my wellness journey was supernatural. It was nothing that I could do on my own. In fact, I told God, I don't want to quit fix. I want something that I could do the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And so what I know for sure is that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, not Tasha who strengthens me, because Mm -hmm. we can get so caught up on our intellect, our skill set that we miss God and we don't even include him in it. And so I had a one-on-one conversation with God, sharing, literally pouring my heart out to him, saying, I wanted to be well from the inside out. And as a result of that surrender of truly wanting to be well, God met me where I was. That's another thing that I believe that people are turned off by. One, because religion is so rigid. Religion was never the plan of God. It's man's plan. And mm-hmm. so when they think about spirituality, or you mention God, they go back to the
0: last place that they Ooh, knew God. Oh, that's in. so good. Which is almost always terrible, right? Yes, and- because it's as it's not necessarily God; it's people. It's people. You saying God? Oh, yes, exactly. And, and so that's anytime it's people, you we in trouble. It's you know, it's usually the people in our relationship with the humans. Because we're all human Mm -hmm. that usually either turn us to or turn us away from God. That's truth.
2: Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Because we think from where we are and wherever we are is the law for us. Mm -hmm. And so when you share that with other people, you're sharing your law for you. Mm -hmm. But that's not necessarily the law for someone else. Mm -hmm. And so relationship is the only thing that separates the two. Mm-hmm. You'll know God from religion once you build that relationship.
0: Okay, I'm trying to, I want to make sure I'm following the story. Okay, so you were like, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. You knew God before you made that decision, right? I and did. so that's how you were. But but so was there something that happened that sort of made you ask that question at that time?
2: It was, you know, life happened, right? People say that all day, life, you know, life happened. So this happened, that happened. And what I realized is that, yes, life is going to happen, but you happen to life. And so when you happen to life, that looks like you, de- that looks like you declaring and decreeing what your life, what you want your life to be, instead of allowing life to just show up and you follow the pursuit that life gives you.
0: So you got so- sick and tired of being sick and tired.
2: Yeah, I got sick and tired of, well, you know what? I really didn't even, I didn't even realize I was sick and tired because in my mind, I was intentionally climbing the corporate ladder for Mm -hmm. whatever that looked like. I was your girl. Whatever that looked like, if that means I got to come in at 9 a.m. and leave at 12, 9 a.m. and leave at 12 a.m., then that's what we're going to do. But it's once I reached that place that I realized it ain't all of what it's cracked up to be. And then I looked back and saw that not only had I sacrificed my family and my relationship, I had also sacrificed my soul, which showed up as 271 pounds.
0: So the reward wasn't worth it. Correct. The quote unquote reward. All that time, all that sacrifice. And it was like, this is the golden ticket. (laughs) Right. Got it. Okay. Okay. So then, so, so what was the process like? How did you, how'd you do it? Yeah. So initially I, you know, we do what we see
2: those of influence around us do. And so my mother, she had gastric bypass and Mm -hmm. for years, my mom would always say, you got to catch that weight. You got to catch that weight. You got to catch that weight. And so I didn't catch the weight. Mm-hmm. And my entire family is a you know family of obese, even still to this day. And so there is no blueprint, if you will, to follow. Mm-hmm. And so my mom had gastric bypass, and so since she had gastric bypass, I considered it because I knew I had to do something, something different. different. Mm-hmm. And then that consideration, I had to at that time they required you to do a six months weight weight management program. And every month that I would go back, you know, she would say, "You've lost more weight. You've lost more weight." And then eventually, she said, "If you lose any more weight, you will no longer qualify for the surgery." And so, I initially started out with the guys that I'm going to have the surgery. With with that, I no, I no longer qualify for the surgery, but I was still overweight. In fact, I was obese according to you know the BMI. I hate the
0: BMI.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just
0: resistant, but I don't need to be BMI. I just, you know, I just need to be under 200. I'm just saying. And I'm I'm saying it out loud because, you know, y'all going to help me talk shift. I'm just like, because I'm in Tasha's presence, I'm just like, okay, fine. I'm going to (laughs) do something to make shift happen in my life. Y'all heard it here first. Y'all not going to sit up and keep hearing this story over and over again and not do nothing. Whatever. Keep on talking, girl.
2: (laughs) I love it. And so as a result of that, I still needed to lose weight. I just didn't know how because, again, there was never any blueprint. And so I really had to trailblaze for myself, my family, and then, you know, those coming behind me. And so as a result of that, I became a student of wellness, not just weight loss. Because I wanted total body, the whole man to be well, mind, body, soul, and spirit. Mm -hmm. And so I just began to dig deep into wellness, what it really looked like, what it entailed. And as I did that, the weight began to release. And that's a part of where the mind, the the shift, the mental shift, because that's Mm -hmm. the difference. Many people lose 100 plus pounds and then they gain it all back. Mm-hmm. Because they don't understand that it starts in the mind, the mind first,
0: wow, yeah, yeah, so and and you know what, Whether it's wellness, whether it's business, whether it's career, parenting, there's this point resonates and holds true in so many areas. If so many. your mind ain't right, your money won't be right. Your relationship won't be right. Nothing. I mean, it's it matters significantly. Yes. Girl, get your mind right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I said yeah. it once, I said it a thousand times. Yeah. And
2: yeah. I, wow. totally, I totally agree. It all starts in the mind. It all starts, you know, with your thought processes. You know, I often tell people that you can't fight a thought with the thought. Oftentimes people will get self-sabotaging thoughts and mm-hmm. they agree with them mm-hmm. because they just try to put it in the back of their mind like they didn't think the thought and move on. Well, the thought is still there. Mm-hmm. And if you don't address the thought, then it's going to grow. Yeah, And so you have to align the mind with where you want to go versus mm-hmm. where you've been.
0: And so not to say you don't have rough days, tough days, but I, I must say you definitely have um the greatest amount of discipline and mental stamina of any human that I know, um, how, how do you do it? How, how, what do you do to cultivate um, a strong mindset? Yeah, so I build
2: it when I don't need it, right? I call it equity. I call it mental equity. And I actually got this principle from my stepdad. He used it in the form of money. And I I transformed it into discipline. And so what he told me was, don't wait until you need money to go get it. Mm -hmm. Go get money. So if you need it, you have it. Mm -hmm. And so I flip it and I say, don't wait until you need discipline to go get it. Go get it. So if you need it, you have it. And so Mm -hmm. that looks like being consistent, even when you don't want to or necessarily feel like you don't have to. I still get up and I discipline, not just with working out, right? Not just with um, showing up for myself and doing something, but I do it in the little minuscule things. Like when I'm drinking coffee, I'm literally including God in that process to discipline my thoughts, to discipline my actions. And you would think, you know, people like, okay, it don't, it don't call for all of that. Well, it don't call for all of that with you, but look at your discipline. Mm-hmm. And so I hold myself accountable when I don't need to for the seemingly little thing.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I heard someone, uh, it may have been Joyce Myers, talk about um, the little things and how important they are relative to discipline, like um, the shopping cart, right, in the yes. parking lot and, you know, the discipline to just put the cart where it belongs versus just, you know, leaving it wherever, putting it on, you know, the um, grass or what have you. And just that little bit of effort, you know, it seems like a little thing, but, um, and I'm, I'm really big on you reap what you sow, Amen. you know, so I practice um, as much as possible in every area I, I can. I try to sow good because that's what I want to come back to me. You know, so I'm not trying to make somebody else's job harder, you know, thing where the thing go. Like, why you don't not now do not do that, you know. Um, So I I, that resonates with me quite a bit. Um, What's your morning routine like people? People again, I try to break it down (laughs) and to like the level that people are not commonly talking about um, as much as possible um, to make it practical for people um and possible um what's your morning routine like
2: yeah and so i know that i am not my own meaning i am not self-made you know mm-hmm. people throw that around really loosely i'm self-made and whatever the case may be i know that i am not self-made and so when i wake up i literally lay where i am and mm-hmm. give thanks mm-hmm. It's funny, just the other day, I uh, woke up and I went to swallow. And in that swallow, I immediately gave thanks for the appropriate amount of saliva to keep me hydrated throughout the night. And while that seems weird or very different to someone else, I understand that one, not everyone has the ability to swallow on their own. And two, I've woken up before with dry mouth. Mm -hmm. So to wake up and my mouth is fully hydrated, I give thanks. Mm -hmm. So I am very present when I wake up and I give thanks for whatever comes present in that moment. Mm -hmm. Whether it's for the wake up, whether it's for the saliva, whether it's for my heart beating while I'm asleep and I don't have anything to do with the heart beating.
0: Yeah. I give thanks. A cool then, or a cold room and that you can feel it. Yeah, I feel yeah, that. Love that.
2: Absolutely. Yep. And then I'll wait for instruction. What do you have for me to do today? Again, mm-hmm. what side of the bed do you want me to get off on? I'm used to getting off on the left, but I'm going to ask you because you know what's on the left and the right. Again, it's also discipline, discipling my discipline. That I will listen, that I will wait for instruction before I move. Mm-hmm.
0: Before you before the big things, yeah. doing it in the little things. Yes. Ooh, y'all should be taking notes because this is wonderful.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: then, you know, as I transition from there, I'll often pray in, in, in my in my heavenly language. Mm-hmm. To hear God, I'll walk the house. I'll declare blessings over the house, over my community. Mm -hmm. And as I do that, God has given me instructions on what to do and in which way to do it. You see, I literally get up before the world is up Mm -hmm. to give myself time to give God his due Mm -hmm. worship. And in that I am not racing nor am I not nor am I competing with anything else because I'm up mm-hmm. before the world is up.
0: Yeah, because I mean your your day to day, we didn't talk about it, but I mean you're a caregiver for mm-hmm. you know a twenty uh, nine year old with special needs, cerebral palsy. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um and you have a business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So your day is, is not a simple day. Not at all.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yes. It's
0: not a simple day, um, so yeah, getting and 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 yet you still find time to love on yourself, to mm-hmm. cultivate and maintain your wellness, um, and for and and your self care game is on fleet. I don't even know if they still <laughs> say that. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> um
2: it is. I, I have to agree. Like I. I do multiple massages, not just your deep tissue, but I also do Thai yoga massage. I also do uh, Reiki consistently. I also do meditation, sound bands. Like it's on my calendar consistently because the body keeps score. And oftentimes it's not even score that you are aware of, if you will. I remember a time where my blood pressure just shot through the roof. And I went to the doctor to find out what was going on. Took all of these tests. Nothing came back on the test. And my physician said, are you stressed? And I looked her in her eyeballs and I said, absolutely not. I (laughs) am living my best life. And I was. I said, the prayers that I pray, I now live in. So Uh no, I'm not stressed. And she said, well, tell me about your day. And I began to tell her my day. And when I paused she said that's a lot and the body records that as mm-hmm. stress. <laughs> so you can be stressed and not even know it so i put those things in place once again so if i need it it's already there i don't have to go get it
0: wow wow <laughs> yeah can anybody do that
2: Yes, I believe that everybody can do that. It's a
0: couch potato right now. I want you to talk to that couch potato. Uh, It might be me. I'm not saying it's me, but it might be. It could be me. So I want you to talk to the highly productive couch potato that was you, you know, how long has it been now?
2: absolutely it was uh two nine two two two, two ninety it was two oh two thousand nine two thousand
0: nine man yeah. mm-hmm. uh yeah. i want you to talk to that overextended, extended over baggaged bag lady
2: yeah i love and that and what mm-hmm.
0: yeah that says she can't do it what do you what do you yeah. gotta say to her
2: Start where you are and then grow thereby. One of the things that I do, and I've always done, not realizing that it was a release, but my mom had taught me the principle of casting your cares. She didn't tell me casting your cares. She actually told me to go to the water. That's what she called it. Hmm. And what I would do was I would write down any cares that I had, I would put it inside of a water bottle, and the area that I am, that the area that I'm in, we have a big park. It's called Haynes Point. And I would go to Haynes Point and I would recite the 23rd Psalm, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And as I'm walking towards the water with the the bottle in hand, I am reciting the 23rd Psalm. Once I get to the water in a place enough where I can throw the water bottle, I turn around and I cast the cares, throwing them behind me and never look back and walk away from them. I've been doing that all my life and I didn't realize that I was casting cares. My mom would say, go to the water, go to the water. And so that's one thing that I do consistently is cast cares. And I do it at night, right? Whatever goes on in that day, I'm casting those cares. I'm not taking it in to my sleep with me. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that God gives us sweet sleep. That He don't, He don't, He don't sleep, nor did He slumber, which is simply dozing off, so that we can have sweet sleep. Mm. And so I cast my cares at night. I don't take it into my sleep with me. So starting where you are, anybody can do that. Mm. Literally, you ain't got to buy nothing. (laughs) You already have your water bottle. Or now I actually do it, so I'm not littering. Um, I'm actually put it on rocks. And I go to a body order, write out the cares, cast them. I'm doing the 23rd Psalm, walking towards it as I get there, turn around, throw it behind me, and walk away from it. Anybody could do that. Wow. Also cast my cares at night, and then I command the next day at night so that my day is waking up to me, not me waking up to the day. Anybody can do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: anyone can do that. The other thing is I lost my first 40 pounds doing what I loved. I saw a clip on The Housewives of Orange County in 2009 of a woman in a spin class. It treat- intrigued me. I found a spin class near me. I did that two days a week. Mm-hmm. I lost my, for- my first 40 pounds just doing that. So you have to find what you like. And sometimes that takes... You getting outside and trying, when I say getting outside, it doesn't always have to be outside, but getting outside of your normal routine of sitting on that couch or sitting at your desk all day. If you can sit at your desk all day, you certainly can give yourself 10 minutes in a day, Mm -hmm. starting where you are and then growing there. And from there, head on, because as you go, you will grow. Don't create mm-hmm. this whole grand plan. When I first started, I wanted to lose 150 pounds. That was initially the goal. But I did it in 10-pound increments. What that looks like was whenever I got to the 10-pound increment, then I went to the next 10 pounds. So one time, it may take me a month to do it. And then the next time, it may have taken me two months to do it. Whenever I got to that 10-pound goal is when I moved on to the next. knowing. Mm-hmm away at that 150 but not looking at the, the 150.
0: 150. Come on 50 pounds, 10 pounds at a time. I love it. Yes. Yep. 10 pounds at a time. Y'all hashtag that. 10 pounds at a time. You heard it. Natasha Mayo. I love that. Yeah, That's so good. That's so, they're going to need more. They're going to need yep. more. We don't have the time. <laughs> that was our uh, that is, a- that is a fantastic start. That is a fantastic start. I, I told y'all, didn't I tell y'all? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we're going to need a deeper dive and have you back for a, a dialogue series. Man, that's so good. How, how, how do they get you? Because I, I already know somebody's going to want to talk more about how you can become their coach and, and you can actually support them because sometimes you need community. Um, and somebody, you know, um, giving you the business to help you. Um, that helps as well, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. so it's Natasha Mayo across all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, and Natasha uh, Natasha with an A, D-A-T-A-S-H-A. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Ma'am, thank you.
2: Thanks, now you that made
0: me, I told y'all she was my accountability person that made me make a, a commitment. I it's love recorded, it. going global. You, you are uh, God's best. And I appreciate you so much. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate you so much.
1: You've been listening to Talking Shift, the podcast with your host, Marissa Cupane. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend, like or subscribe for future episodes, and leave us a review. Talking Shift is a trademark production of Marissa Cupane International, your source for coaching and consulting when you need a major shift in life or leadership. For more information, visit MarissaCupane.com or follow us in social spaces at Marissa Cupane.